for those who are first time here, Lee Henson Hasty. I'm Senior Director of Theological Education Funds Development, the Presbyterian Foundation. This is work of the Committee on Theological Education. The podcast is called Leading Theologically, and David's not a pastor, but he's one of the best theologians I know. Um, and through your words, through your writing, through your lyrics, through your leadership, um, I know you've done master's work at the University of the Queensland in peace and conflict studies. You've um, you've chaired and and sat in leadership roles like with the Nobel Peace Prize Committee. You've been in some. You're very humble about these things. Um, done some just beautiful work. His his um, a number of books, including children's book, one of my favorite, White Flower. I have here with me. Um, and uh, world changing 101 that is now being revised. Um, well, that's about how how a change really happens too. We'll talk about that a little later. I could go on to say how many in <laughs> lots of ways to say thank you to you, David. But thanks for being here today. Thank you, brother. I'm glad to sit in community with you and in conversation and um, hurt together and try to feel and think our way through mm -hmm. things. It's, um, it's, it is a tough, it's a weighty time. It's a weighty time. 100%. 100. And, I, and I should clarify one thing, Lee, just so that, you know, just for the record, um, the, the Nobel work that I did was for the AFSC for the American Friends Service Committee. And I, I wouldn't want anyone to think that I actually served in Oslo on the selection committee, there, <laughs> which I did not. Thank you. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so normally we start this show with um, asking a question about vocation and call. Um, I'm not sure that's the right question today for the first time. And I have almost 60 shows, <laughs> unbelievably. It doesn't seem like the right question today. I think the right question is, how is your heart? Um, and I have that for anybody who's here. How is your heart? Um, and I have that question for you, David. How is your heart today? That's a good question. Um, when folks, even before yesterday, when folks have been asking me how I'm doing lately, I, my, my standard answer has become many ways um, <laughs> simultaneously. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. And that is true. There's some, I, I think it's important not to forget that there are some beautiful and wonderful things happening in the world at the same time that we do not uh, look away from the horrific things happening in the world. Um, in Uvalde, this is, this is heaviest on my heart in this moment, but also true in Palestine and in Yemen and in right. India, where my Muslim brothers and sisters are under attack and um ukraine <laughs> not to mention ukraine right right and i think it's both important to to name the horror of these things that humans are doing to each other and also acknowledge that you know much more than 90 percent of the world is not at war today mm. and i'm i'm grateful for that um and so the question is, how do we metastasize the goodness, right? How do we, how do we spread the things that are right and leave no room for the rest? Mm. Um, I, that's one question anyway. It's one that I'm wrestling with. Like, 
it's it's it is inappropriate to claim to love folks if you are not willing to stand in the way when they are being unjustly attacked mm. and uh and there's a lot of love happening in the world actively mm. right now mm -hmm. And I don't want uh, the problem. One of the problems for me with living so much of our lives through screens these days, acknowledging the irony that we're having this conversation through mm -hmm. screens is that most of our screens of one kind or another, whoever's controlling them are amplifying the most tragic and horrific things that are going on in the world and filling our whole consciousness with that. And again, I'm not advocating for looking away from what's mm -hmm. horrific and what needs very much needs our attention. But in order to be mobile at all, we have to keep some semblance of hope. And in order to keep that hope, in order to do the hard work that we have to do, I need to keep reminding myself that there's beauty mm. everywhere. <laughs> so holding all that in my heart at the same time mm -hmm. i won't claim to be good at it but that's what i'm trying to do mm -hmm. in order to stay mobile for the work that needs to be done mm -hmm. yeah i as you were speaking i was thinking like how do i keep i'm looking out my window here at the beautiful green that's happening this spring and the flowers and the wind blowing and the sun shining like how do i keep one eye on that yeah. while not ignoring the reality of the pain yeah. but yeah um i love the idea too that 90 percent of the world is not at war that is that is a beautiful thing and and but we, we've got that 10 percent. i still want to do something about that 10 percent absolutely after you know we were with jenny norris lane last just yeah. last week in Montreat. Um, Jenny is uh, executive director of Ukirk uh, National Collegiate Ministry, but also is uh, on the pastoral staff at First Presbyterian Church Uvalde. And they're having a prayer service this evening. I mean, it's that close. Yeah. It is one person away. Yep. Um, you yeah. named a number of places across the world. Um, they're probably less than one person away. <laughs> there may be some people listening to this today where they are they are under threat. Or yep. not to mention but, my immediate neighbors in crisis in one way or another. Right, you know, this next is, door. <laughs> I mean, literally in the house next door. Right. So, like, there's um, there's a lot that people are contending with, and and let me let me be abundantly clear by naming that ninety percent kind of idea which let me also clarify i pulled that out of the air that's not a, <laughs> right. a clear statistic i'm speaking generally but um i am not saying everything's cool everything is right i hear you. definitely not okay we have serious work to do in order to do the work i need not to be i need to not be completely immobilized by despair mm -hmm. because despair leads to inaction okay and and hope leads to action Mm -hmm. So I need to hold the possibility of things mm -hmm. being better, right, mm -hmm. as, as, as a goal. And because hope leads to action and action can lead to any number of possibilities, it doesn't always go where I want it to go, but there's possibility with hope, with action. 
with inaction, things generally go in the same direction mm-hmm. in my experience. Mm-hmm. So we have work to do. And the question is, it, it, and it's a long game, right? I and mean, I don't even want to use the term game. It's a long struggle. Correct. And so, um, so how do we maintain our sustainability at mm-hmm. a time when I'm seeing people burning out left and right? Right. Teachers are burning out left and right. Nurses. Medical staff, exactly. Nurses, uh, on and on and on. Pastors, uh, too. Pastors, <laughs> most definitely, are catching it from all sides. And and it's hard. It's hard. When I meet teachers, I always say, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we reserve that <laughs> phrase right. only for military people, right? Um, right. And, and pastors, thank you for your service. Mm. Amen. You know, you, the, um, you were talking earlier about standing, I mean, I, I, like embodiment in the way when people are unjustly attacked and when violence is happening, I had in this, in my mind, um, I think it's the organization. I'm not sure if it's still active and I think it's primarily Catholic, but witness for peace. They yeah. go into, I mean, no, you're active in, in Guatemala, um, in Central America, I think is where they're primarily active, where they literally send people from North America into villages that are under attack or have been. Um, and because standing as an ally in that way, um, gives some semblance of peace and justice in that space, um, or at least a witness, you know, so that allyship sounds like what you're talking about. I mean, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, um, I, I think all of us have some obligation to show up. I, I love, um, Mm -hmm. I love what my friend Gareth Higgins says about the rules for community. He said, I actually borrowed these lines for a song um, on my new record, but there's a, he, he said a thing actually in February, right before the pandemic began, he gave me some words that sustained me through so many hard times, which are, he said, the rules for community are these two. The first one is bring what you have. Mm-hmm. And the second one is ask for what you need. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to not, um, <laughs> I never want to be the voice that further burdens people who are already carrying too much, mm-hmm. right? The second half of that is also very important. Asking for what you need. Asking for what you need. And, and, the, and, and it may not always be the moment for you to be the one that's bringing mm-hmm. what you need. It's, it, there's a, there's a, a toxic self-aggrandizement i think in thinking oh i've got to be the one to fix this all the time Mm -hmm. um and yet we we do need to show up for the work at hand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. together i appreciate kate and philip and pat and others uh showing up today let us know you're here um in the chat um glad that you're here and know that we're in prayer with you and others um and you i think you mentioned we listed a number of different um, uh, professions um, and roles that people play. Um, some of them are not chosen. Right. <laughs> you know, parents, what what have you, um, um, sister, brother. I mean, but that asking, this is not necessarily something uh, a lot of folks are good at, especially in helping professions. Yeah. Asking. Yeah. They're good about bringing. <laughs> not always good about asking. Um, and that's it. Would you say that's a courageous kind of thing to do? It doesn't Absolutely. sound like it, but I think it is. Absolutely. And, and since we're, 
you know, in a space where we're talking about theology, <laughs> I, I, it's important to note that <laughs> Jesus did a wild thing in the great commandment passage. And, you know, there are three versions of that in the four gospels. And in at least one of the versions, they ask him the question, which is the greatest commandment. And he just answers the question, which he never did, right? He always said, well, let me tell you a story and told you something really obscure and then left you there to scratch your head. And a lot of parables. There are a lot right. of parables. Yeah, what exactly was that about? Right, exactly. So um, he just answered the question, right? And he said, here's the main thing. You want to know what the main thing is? Here's the main thing. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Love God with all your heart and your mm -hmm. mind and your strength and your spirit and and um, love your neighbor as yourself. And in the Matthew version of the great commandment, it ends with all the law and all the prophets hang on these two, mm -hmm. right? So Jesus said, not Paul, not my pastor, not anybody. Jesus said, everything else you've ever been taught, everything else you've ever learned, about who I am, who God is, who you are, how we are to be in relationship. Everything. That's a everything, lot. <laughs> everything has to be filtered through these two things. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, of course, we have to get into what do you mean by love? But mm -hmm. but it's <laughs> but it's important to remember. I don't know why Christians don't hold those verses up at football games. Right. <laughs> Jesus said, this is the main thing. Why don't the cardboard signs say Matthew 22, 35 through 39? Right. Like, yeah. We could start a movement. You got a nice sign there behind you about neighbors, by the way. Uh, yeah. Let um, us be neighbors. Um, tell us about that. I created that sign, a, a big, large version of it, a big banner, um, three by eight. The first one, actually, it was huge. Um, Wait, let me think about that. Yeah, <laughs> really, really big. Um, I, I created it in the aftermath of the 2016 election mm. because... But I, I've lived in the same little neighborhood. I, we moved last year, but we only moved one mile. And a mile ago, I lived in this little neighborhood um, for about 25 years where it was on a busy road. And eventually the town came in and put a sidewalk in. And when the sidewalk went in, the, the neighborhood changed in the years after that, where people began to know each other mm -hmm. and weave some web of community. And then... After the 2016 election, I felt like they had torn the sidewalks out. It just felt like everybody was afraid to talk to each other. There was just mm -hmm. this generalized fear and anxiety because people who were happy with the outcome of the election felt really defensive and angry when they right. found out that other people were terrified about the outcome of the election and, and deeply concerned. And, and so people lost a commonality and and it was really troubling to me in all kinds of ways and i and i made that sign again i need to be super clear about what it says and what it doesn't um it says you are our neighbors no matter who you vote for i can't quite see the whole thing i'm gonna have to turn around your skin color where you are from your faith or who you love we will try to be here for you that's what community means. Let's be neighbors. Try to be here. That's we will try to be here for you. Doesn't mean we will always get it right, but mm -hmm. we will try to be here for you. So when your car battery is dead, no matter <laughs> who you voted for, you can knock on my door 
and I will jump the car battery. But right. but let me be super clear. It doesn't end with no matter all these things, everything's cool. Everything is not cool. Yeah. Lives are being lost because of government policy. Right. Right. This stuff matters. And we can't claim to be people of faith and pretend that it doesn't matter. But because it matters, we have to be in relationship. Because when we silo, we cannot make decisions together. And so people, it is my firm belief that people are very seldom transformed by being rejected. Mm -hmm. We are mm -hmm. transformed by love. So we got to first know each other and then we can work on the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. right? We have to be in relationship. We right. can't say you have to be transformed before I can be in relationship with mm -hmm. you. That goes nowhere. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and we are all transformed. I don't, by transformed, I don't mean convinced. Mm -hmm. Like, if we can rehumanize each other, we have a much better chance of addressing the issues that are before us. David, I, I think I know we're brothers and sisters in Christ, but it may be even closer than that when you start saying these things. I mean, that kind of relational theology, I'll say, hmm. is central. I mean, to who I am, I think it is central to finding that way forward. There's, there's no way we can find a way forward together is what I'm hearing you say. And I, I'm 100% there. I'd probably say it a little bit different way, but very much in line. If I don't know you and you don't know me, we, we've got to know each other first and we got to show each other that we care and that we matter. I, I think that is so, I mean, if we're going to make any kind of change in, in the world, that's what I hear you saying policy, for example, it's going to get political real fast, not partisan, but it's going to get political real fast. We're going to have to know each other, right? That's, that's sort yeah. of a, a building block. Um, let, me, let me say two things about that, if I may. Um, sure. One is that uh, I'm also really conscious as we have this conversation that you and I are straight white guys yeah, right. with, with U.S. passports, middle class. Um, and Lots of in degrees and things. Right, like degrees that. and all those things, right? We, um, we, we are sitting here with a great deal of privilege having right. this conversation. And so when I say what is, what is mine to do, I'm not saying that's everybody's to do. Mm. I do believe that relationship is the only way forward, but that relationship is more costly to some people than mm. it is to me. As I costly agree. as it can be to me, it is much more costly to some other people who are not walking through the world. Right. Anymore from my social location. So I want to name that and acknowledge that um, I'm not from, from my particular position in a place to issue edicts as to what everybody ought to do. I think this is the way forward for all of us, but mm -hmm. I, but I say that with some humility of ignorance, which comes ignorance is a fundamental quality of privilege, right? If mm -hmm. it's hard to see things from the middle, it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to see systems from the edges of those systems. Right. So it's upon us to, to learn a lot in that way. Um, and yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, I mean, one of the things I've really appreciated and this started, um, especially it felt like it really got going through the pandemic, but, uh, no continues is, well, and it's, it's, it's been one of the things that has drawn me to you. It's not, not just uh, is your art, uh, music and songwriting and bringing people together, but, 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 but art in general, 
feels like a place where some generativity can happen and where these relationships can be built. It's just not knocking on the door if your if your car is not you know operating correctly. It's it's in creative spaces, and so I wonder are there some creative spaces that uh, that you think that is happening now or could happen? So many. And, and so much more potential for that, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing young artists in particular, but older artists too, um, creating some really powerful points of connection. And mm-hmm. one of the things that art has the capacity to do is re- just remind us of our humanity, of our shared mm-hmm. And if we can do that, mm-hmm. if, we can, if we can broaden the boundaries of us, the concept of us, mm-hmm. our conception of where that line is, then it changes the conversation. You know, I, I, I said to some folks a couple of days ago in Kalamazoo, I was doing a workshop up there in um, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Not Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo. Michigan. We have someone here from Pakistan today, so I was going to make oh, yeah. sure that they know. Is there Kalamazoo in Pakistan? Uh, no, I but... <laughs> no. All right. Thank you for checking in from Pakistan. It's lovely to see that you're with us today. Um, but, uh, um, I, I have lost my train of thought a bit. Let's see, where was that going? You were something that oh, talking about the boundaries of us. Yeah, I I think Jesus put those boundaries all the way out, right? I think mm-hmm. it's children of God, but mm-hmm. it's hard for us to do that. And when I go into a church, I sometimes have people say, "I was telling the people in Kalamazoo this; it didn't happen there." But sometimes people say, "You know, we're just a big happy family here." Mm-hmm. Like, really interesting. I've got a family. I know about that. Like, so who doesn't talk to who? How's that working out? Right. right, like, right um, yeah. families, families are complicated. Wait, too. you're starting to meddle, David. Right. But family doesn't mean that we're all happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Family means we're all connected, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think once you start to perceive, once we start to perceive more connection, once we broaden the boundaries of us, then we've got stuff to work out within us, which mm-hmm. is a really different thing from us and them mm-hmm. and that work of rehumanization i think is is kind of the highest rubric for me like, you started you said earlier about looking don't don't look away um more of an adult thing probably than a children thing but from where there's pain mm-hmm. and suffering um conflict um right it, it's it's almost i feel like a moving toward you're talking about moving maybe even said that right yeah i think i think we said that before we went live with everybody else that um that the the work of peace you know making peace isn't the same thing as making nice mm-hmm. right peace work involves engaging conflict and that's in your really family in the public square wherever it might be <laughs> it's really hard work and it's exhausting and in your family and in the public square there are times when it's not the best thing for you to engage right, at that particular right. time, or maybe right. not you, maybe it's somebody else that needs to engage. But, right. but I think in general, the work of peacemaking is oriented toward stepping toward conflict, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the work. It's not about avoiding conflict. It's not about pretending it's not happening. It's about engaging. And there are times when the best thing is not to engage, but if you're not engaging, that's not peace work, mm-hmm. right? That's just not engaging. Well, I, um, I'm one. If there's folks out there, you have questions, comments, topics you want us to cover. Our time is moving fast here. Um, 
David, I, I did want to acknowledge, I was so excited about, you mentioned just in, in passing there, the new album, and there's actually vinyl coming out. There's uh, going to be vinyl, yes. Um, that's I think so cool. Gonna, yeah, your first cool. vinyl? Is it your first vinyl? My first vinyl, except for a, a really short run, um, literally 30 copies, collector's item kind of thing that I did. Uh, it's an EP just of four songs from a live show a couple of months ago. Um, I just have a handful of those, but but the album is coming out as an album in uh, probably in uh, the fall, okay. uh, September, October. The CD comes out uh, like on the 10th. It, we're going to have it real if, quick. If you all want to follow David, um, you can find links to about the album, about his workshops he leads, um, about his speaking, his music, um, and also writing. Um, the book is, I think, Chalice Press is going to be coming yeah. out. Yeah, also, it's going to be called You Are Changing the World, Whether You Like It or Not. That's the new title of the book. Um, and that'll be coming out, I believe, in, in November, November is right. what I saw. I have, yeah. Um, so you can look on that. You can pre order that with Chalice Press. Um, yeah. You're Changing the World, Whether You Like It or Not. But again, all you can find a lot about what David is up to. Uh, on davidlamont.com it's a beautiful website do a nice job with that or whoever does that work <laughs> so mary you. i want to thank you for having the banner on your office door too thank you for having the let's be Neighbors all right banner. can you can you and you find links to let me be your neighbor so you could if you want yeah to, it's it's uh, let's be neighbors.org okay let's be neighbors.org is the website and um or maybe it's com go to davidlamont.com and you'll find a link and peg partners is that right in guatemala yeah, is that still Peg's, going peg partners is going i'm heading down with peg in a uh, in july um for a trip to guatemala i'm actually going in june as well but that's not an open trip right. and um yeah we're still working with folks down there supporting guatemalans who are doing really good work in their own communities around arts and education um mm -hmm. So that's Beautiful. exciting work. But, but the let, I, I want to say yeah. also regarding the Let's Be Neighbors banners that I started that out just as a website where people could download the art for free and print their own because I just wanted to put the message right. out there. But people asked me to produce them myself. So you, you can either buy one there or you can still download the art for free and print your own because I want the message out there um, or mm -hmm. whatever you want to pay for it. But um, but there's all kinds of sizes of banners. We've got them in Spanish. We've got all the things. Beautiful. But, um, yeah. I want to say thanks, Licinia, for joining us. Um, uh, Cece Armstrong, who's saying you know, down, down there in Charleston, she's looking forward to you coming in August. Looking forward um, to uh, You can find ways to book David to come to your location um, on his website, too. And, and let me just say one more time. Um, personally and communally uh the gift that you are david to the world clearly a child of god um who and people have said today the perfect guest for today uh, maybe the god's providence in providing your calming voice and presence with us um, is just a reminder that we are connected to one another and we're seen and noticed and there that hope uh not despair is the final word over that shoulder. <laughs> right, over that. Exactly. And um, uh, so prayers for all your work that you do and for your family and, and come see us again soon. Hope we'll, hope we'll cross paths before we go. Um, and I'm going to invite 
get tell folks about the the summer, I'd love for you to share a benediction, a blessing with us. Mm. Um, let me say uh, this is we're going to take a break for the summer. We may have a couple of special broadcasts through the summer, um, but we're going to take a break. If you'd like to suggest any guest or have any ideas um, for next summer, please send me um, your. Oh, that's not the right one. Uh, it's not, doesn't want to show, but anyway, you, uh, you'll know how to find me. There is at the bottom, uh, Lee Henson hasty at presbyterianfoundation.org. Let us know who you'd like to hear from who are leading theologically. We'd love to hear your stories and to share them. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, Oh, that's about it. I'd love, uh, if, if David, if you don't mind, um, giving us a blessing, uh, as, as we go 20 seconds or. <laughs> However one. long you want to take. Okay, good. And I'll, <laughs> okay. Um, then I'll give you the whole thing. Um, friends, go in peace to love and serve the one who created you and loves you more than you could ever begin to imagine. Knowing that you are loved and that you are called and that you are loved and that you are imperfect and that you are loved and that you are forgiven and that you are loved and that you are desperately needed in a hurting world and that you are loved and that you are worthy of rest and that you are loved and that you are loved that you were loved. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks. Thanks so much, David. Um, just lovely, truly. And friends, um, stay in touch with each other. You're not alone. We're in this together. And um, blessings, especially on our friends uh, in Texas today and all of those families. Um, hug those people around you and help that neighbor next door uh, and um, and uh, don't don't be a stranger 